Hello and welcome to Dishing It, the food podcast where I get my guests to create their very special food safari taking in their favourite foodie spots from all across Scotland. Now today's episode is with fellow podcaster Lisa Kennedy, the host of the Bra and the Brave podcast, where she meets with guests from all walks of life to share their passions, their story and their favourite Scots word or phrase, my favourite part. It's a podcast that I discovered in lockdown and was a comforting soundtrack to that allocated hours walk a day remember those days? Well, years on and I'm still listening and Lisa's bright attitude and spirit was something that I had to inject into dishing it. I call it my Sunday podcast. Cool, calm and a collection of great guests opening up and giving insight into their lives. From favourite Scots words to favourite foodie hotspots, we talked through it all and so much so that I even forgot that we were recording at points. She's broody brilliant. I thought that was quite funny but I'll let that just sit in for a minute. Now, I'm off on my holidays to Rome to eat my body weight and carbs, but don't worry, you won't be waiting too long until the next episode. I've already edited it. Makes a change, I know. But to make sure you don't miss it, hit that follow button wherever you're listening to get a notification when the next episode is live. Ci vediamo, idioti! See you, suckers. She's ready with her headphones, her mic and her soundproof studio, but not to record an episode of the Bra and the Brave podcast, but to chat to little old me on Dishnet. It's the original bra bag herself, Lisa Kennedy. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. Thank you so much. Oh my word. I was like, what is this? Oh, I feel like that should just be a soundbite when I arrive in any Hello. room now. Calling you him should- <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Hold your phone up and just play it into the sound system. <laughs> What an intro, thank you so much. Jeez, I, no, I saw that. I saw that on your um, I think it was on your Instagram. I saw you signed something off saying you bra bags, and I was like, right, I'm using that in the intro. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that that was just during, I think it was during the pandemic, and I was like, oh, just like so many, I was talking to so many interesting people, and I was like, so you're just like all so like bra, you're just like total bra bags. And I was like, that's a thing. Is that a thing? Because somebody yeah. said that before, I'm owning that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like that's my thing that's my thing so this is the first time we've actually spoken uh properly we are on zoom but first time we've spoken properly but I feel like I've known you for a few years I listened well I discovered your podcast during lockdown um and if I knew back then that I would not only have my own podcast now but I'd have you on as a guest I would be a bit like you're having a laugh no way not a chance oh, how lovely so is that? it's very nice to have you on today and a bit surreal but I'm looking forward to having a chat I am too. No, listen, thank you so much. Um, I have been asked to go on people's podcasts before and I do that thing that guests do to me and they go, you know, I was like, why are you asking me? I have nothing to say. <laughs> but then I thought, well, Lisa, you do it. You ask people daily to come on your podcast and they're so kind to say yes, even if they're not maybe feeling it or they're a bit uncertain. So when you reached out, I was like, how kind? Like, that's so lovely. Um, I will just say yes and then I'll worry about it later. But I'm already <laughs> feeling at ease in your presence. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. You're like, I'll see what comes out and then I'll worry about it after. Correct. <laughs> You've got to You'll edit it. I'm fine. just feeling for you at this, at this, thing, <laughs> this moment. <laughs> We've got a tight hour to stick to. So I know, we'll you're like, keep on me. You're like, come on now, wrap it up, Kennedy. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. So over on your podcast, you simply talk to people about them and their passions. So today I'm turning the table on you so you can speak about yourself, your passions and your food hits from all across Scotland. So how did the podcast all come about? Wow, yeah, totally. Well, um, in a past life, I did an English degree, um, although I haven't used it in a professional capacity, but um, I've always had an interest in 
writing, um, whether that be writing songs or poetry. I've dabbled in a bit of everything, really. Um, so, yeah, I think I was just because basically my job now is I'm a choreographer and dance teacher. So um, I have the joy of meeting so many talented, incredible wonderful lovely people on a weekly basis because I'm freelance so I get to work in lots of different spaces and I think it was just out of missing writing and have wanting to have a hobby as well because the dance thing used to be my hobby and now it's my job so I have a habit of turning hobbies into jobs you see <laughs> uh, there's a there's a pattern so I think I just wanted a hobby as well so actually the podcast wasn't a podcast it was a blog the bra and the brave was a blog to start with and right. similar format in the sense that I, you know i met up with some people that i'd worked with friends interviewed them using a dictaphone um and then wrote up a kind of magazine article type idea and loved it really enjoyed doing it the writing thing really laborious because i agonize over every word never mind every sentence so it did take me a while I really discovered like the chat was the best bit for me and I, and I felt like I couldn't really capture the essence of the person and how they the were described yeah uh-huh yeah. totally I was like this so I, I basically it was so time consuming that I did maybe six or seven maybe eight the most and then there was a big lull I didn't do any and then but I was listening to podcasts all the time commuting to work various places all over Scotland and my mum said why don't you turn the bra and the brave into a podcast then and the rest is history. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I just started my laptop. I was like, yeah, that sounds great, but how do you do that? Because I'm like the least technical person on man. <laughs> so my sister was like, you need your laptop. I was all right. Uh, downloaded Audacity. There are other software available. Um, got a podcast and mic for my Christmas from my parents. And that is my setup still. Like, it hasn't uh-huh. changed, but that's like 2019. So uh, January 2019 is when I started the Bra and the Brave podcast. That's crazy. And here you are. Here still we going are. strong. Still, still going, going strong. strong in the Brave Cave. Although, you know, prior to the pandemic, I'm using that word that everybody dreads. Um, I did 70 odd interviews in person. So I would either go to the people's place of work or home or they would come to my kitchen table. Um, loved doing it in person. Hadn't even thought about doing it remotely. Like what? Doing it on the internet? Yeah. No, thank you. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, great. I can't go to my work now. I can't do any of my jobs and I can't do the podcast. So then I just had to figure it out. Um, yeah. And like yourself, um, do have been doing it remotely ever since. I've done a few, a handful in the times that points where you, we were maybe allowed to do it and then more recently um I would like to definitely go back into doing the in real life thing um because definitely. there's nothing beats sitting across the table from somebody and 100%. having a right good blather for sure definitely and I think judging how this is going so far we would end up going back and forth <laughs> continually that it would be a three-part series yeah <laughs> and that's what I miss that's about it bit. that's the best totally bit. because I feel like when I'm doing it online I mean I'm doing that I mean it's great training if I ever wanted to work in telly because I'm good at that nodding thing now you know and I'll say to guests I'll probably nod at you a lot because the interference you'll know yourself when you are retorting back and forth in real life, I would be far more, oh, is that right? Mm, ooh, yeah. ah. But like trying to edit that out, I soon discovered is like a nightmare. So I was like, just stop talking and let Sit other person do it. <laughs> but it is hard. And yeah, like the sessions would be much longer. I mean, I've had people in my house for like five hours, not obviously recording that whole time, but you know, a wee cup of tea and a biscuit yeah, beforehand and then started. the same afterwards. And and people, you'll know yourself, like people really enjoy it. Like I think there's that mm-hmm. sense of relief once they've started and they're like, oh, actually, like I was dreading this, but I actually really enjoyed it. So you end up continuing the conversation. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I do miss in real life, but um online has been a savior 
for the podcast yeah. and it's that thing it gives you that flexibility as well to say if you're running about and cuts out that to, and means you can reach out to people who are maybe further afield that you thought I'll never be able to True. get them because I can't go to LA or Correct. whatever well like, I mean I'm like I can but somebody will need to pay for it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I'm there yeah you're spot on like I, especially during the pandemic since everybody was at home I interviewed some people that I like well didn't know anything about prior to reaching out to them or them reaching out to me they you know I interviewed someone in Guatemala who I've subsequently met since which oh, was lovely um, and interviewed uh, someone who works in film and you know I never would have had the opportunity to speak to him but it just so happened that he found the podcast and we ended up making it happen so yeah and he's he's like all over the world filming so yeah it is a joy like and it's a total privilege to have the means to do it so I'm very mm. thankful it's amazing and obviously you mentioned a bit about kind of what you do out with the podcast so mm. you're I came up with this and I was quite proud of this you're a podcasting pirouetting poet oh my word <laughs> you are uh, listen you can just be my PR person from now on. Like, you're <laughs> making me sound really, really great. Much better than I actually am in real life. <laughs> um, but looking at kind of like what you've been doing over the years and things, mm. um, obviously very creative and that's kind of world that you live in. Was creativity a kind of common theme when you were growing up? Was that always something you knew you wanted to, to work in? Yeah, I think, I mean, our parents, uh, it's my sister and I, Emma, and my parents have just always encouraged us to do whatever we want. We both went to dancing from a really young age, although Emma was, we always tell us, sorry, Emma was desperate to start the same classes as me, but she's younger, she's five years younger, and then she was eventually allowed to go, and then, of course, cried terribly on the first few sessions, and we were like, <laughs> as if we were torturing her to go. Anyway, she ended up becoming a dancer as well, and she end up uh, joining my dance troupe so I had the professional dance still have a professional dance troupe um, called the Kennedy Cupcakes that I started uh, after a career as a cheerleader um, was just missing still performing so um, started a 1940s 50s inspired dance troupe in 2009 um, and we've had such amazing opportunities to perform all over Scotland and, and beyond kind of thing but yeah parents just always encourage us to do what we fancied doing you know I mean we weren't going to a million classes a week we went you know went to the usual or dancing was a big thing and uh, we both play guitar although I'm Emma's much more of a, an accomplished musician than I am but uh, my dad is a musician he's played so he was gigging when we, we were younger and then when we were kind of teenagers we ran a jam session on a Sunday that we went to and so there's always been music in the house always been that supportive like if you want to try it why not go for it and, and it's still very much that's the language in our family is just like go for it try it you know and the podcast and everything that I've done would not have been possible without my parents and without mm -hmm. my extended family you know my sister and my husband people just around you that are saying hi why not you know yeah. and even just going freelance I worked for a dance company for a number of years and then they lost their funding and I got made redundant and it was like what am I going to do now and I was like I might just go out and moan and see what happens and it, and it was very much just like oh go do it try it you know so yeah. um, I have to say like I wouldn't be here doing the things that I love to do if it hadn't been for the people around me championing like cheerleading me kind of thing so yeah creativity creativity is like a huge I think that's like my if you know it's pick your favorite word not your favorite Scottish word uh, your favorite word I, I would definitely say creativity I think everybody has the capacity to be creative um, you know, I'll, I'll meet a lot of people who'll say, oh, I'm, I'm not creative. And I'm like, oh, no, you are. You just maybe haven't had the opportunity 
yeah. to be creative. You know, you've not given yourself the space or not been afforded the space and time. I feel like everybody's got a creative edge that they just yes. need to tap into. Oh, amazing. What a great household to grow up in as well. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we always say like, Emma especially, Emma and I used to gig together, a kind of duet thing called the uh, Little Wing. We used to gig and stuff. And we, my mum and dad just used to like chuck instruments into Emma's bedroom and she'd come out playing them. Do you know what I mean? It was like one week it was in the baran, <laughs> the next week it was a penny whistle. Um, we both sang. So actually like dance, although it's been in my life forever, like sit, you know, music was a big deal uh, for a long time. And the dancing kind of took a, a bit of a, a sidestep for a, a bit. Um, but I think it's always been dance for me. I just wasn't sure that it was going to be a career. And actually, I did want to go into medicine, didn't get the grades, then did an English degree because I was good at English, um, but still have danced throughout all of that. And it just, yeah. um, I found my pathway back to dance eventually. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And when you were growing up, what was the, what was the kind of staple on your dinner table growing up? Right. So I've got a terrible memory. So I mean, do I did the service the to my worst, parents? The worst I don't. <laughs> Definitely. I'm like, wait, 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 what were we doing? What was happening? Um, yeah, so I think when we were much younger, my mum was doing the cooking because we'll, we'll very much be, you know, remember my mum used to make crispy pancakes? <laughs> she like, yeah. And she always talks about this, um, this famous French onion soup that she can make. None of us remember it. So we're like, <laughs> can you though? You keep telling us you make a French on- I mean, French onion soup, but we don't remember it. So I think we're really young. My mum was doing the cooking and it, yeah. I mean, it wasn't fast food or anything, but I think um, probably, yeah, your bog standard kind of Findus crispy pancakes, which I yeah. do. I do enjoy um, I had for years mind you um pastas and stuff but then when my dad took over the cooking so he was like a, a mean cook when he was younger he was he I think he hoped to go and study that but he ended up not um he now does all the cooking and has done for years in their house um and you you didn't go in the kitchen because that's my dad's domain <laughs> when he's off. in there yes <laughs> so yeah I think just yeah um probably a pasta dish every week and maybe you know some nice chicken and yeah just um nothing too crazy mental fancy I would say I mean we all enjoy really good food and we enjoy going out for dinner and eating together um but yeah that's that's I, I feel like I'm doing my mum a disservice but I do remember fish fingers and yeah. Pancakes, but I'm sure she made other lovely things. You just can't <laughs> it's my go terrible wrong. memory. It's my terrible. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Don't you true. love that though with uh, parents when they're like, oh, my famous and like whatever the item is? And you're like, is it like, is it famous? <laughs> I mean, famous? I have to say, my mom has many other talents. And <laughs> I mean, I am not a cook. I mean, I do the majority of the cooking in our house, but I am definitely not. I mean, I've got the dishes that I can make and I, they're just on rotation. Yeah. 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 You just know it. It's like it's like second nature. Just yes. bash it out. I'm stuff. like, how quickly can we get this done, people? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So from uh, bashing out your kind of staple dishes that you do, uh, you bash out poems as well. You share a few on your Instagram, which I absolutely love. Love when you oh. recite them as well and you read them because you got such good rhythm Thank to doing you. it. I guess that's a story um, off it all. But was that something? Was it a new thing that started happening when you were growing up, or have you always? been doing poetry I mean I remember I wrote a poem when I was at, I think it was a primary school and we'd read we'd read the diary of Anne Frank and then we'd obviously been asked to write a poem about it and I won some competition for North Lancashire oh, Council cool. I remember I got to go to like the Civic Centre um so yeah I've probably I probably dabbled in it a lot longer than 
I care to remember or like I, you know I didn't really think about it until you asked me that question I'm like oh yeah I suppose <laughs> I was writing poetry when I was at school but it, it is not something I've done consistently although um, maybe in the last I don't know five six years one hug me I just decided I was obviously getting a bit you know nostalgic or sentimental and I sat down and wrote a poem kind of the you know hug me turn of the year thinking about the year ahead I think it probably stems from like songwriting because when Emma and I were doing our duet Little Wing we were songwriting constantly you know I've still got my book of songs that I wrote when I was like 15 16 oh, 17 and a lot of them read like poems like mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if they all had melodies kind of thing at the time it was just words um so I think it probably stems from the songwriting we, we come from a very musical house like my parents are constantly playing music um going to gigs we would be going to gigs and stuff and then obviously as, as I say we were gigging and Emma is still you know doing her her thing um so yeah music's a big deal so I think that probably just comes from the joy of reading because story time at bedtime was a massive thing in our house as well so we've always been encouraged to enjoy stories um so yeah I think the poetry just came from that but the whole Scots thing when I was at uni my kind of dissertation was on Scots dialect and phonetics um, and train spotting by everyone okay. Welsh. So I think the Scots thing is just my thing, although I'm yeah. nowhere and I'm not an expert in the slightest bit. Um, yeah, so the poetry is just an expression of me, I think. It's just a way to explain myself because obviously the podcast is very much about the other people that I'm interviewing. Mm-hmm. So I like that the poetry sometimes just gives a wee bit of me. And last year I was asked to write a poem for a TEDx event which was like a huge honour um, and I think that just spurred my kind of love for for writing because the reaction that I got on the day mm-hmm. from people um, that just connected to the poetry and I've had some really lovely messages from people and I'm like some of the poems I'm like I just threw that together like I wasn't really thinking about it but other yeah. people, you know some people will message and say I've really connected with that and I'm like what like that's mad <laughs> yeah. but I'm just having a it's, just, it's like a doodle sometimes to be like I'm just doodling yeah. but um and some other ones I take a bit more time and consideration but I think it's a, a meditative meditative mm-hmm. thing for me as well it's it makes me stop and I can only think about that so yeah. whether I'm I don't need to be sitting with a pen and paper I sometimes like when I'm lying in the bath come up with phrases or I'm driving or whatever but um it is as it a hobby although of course, it's going to seep into my work at some point. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know this to be. <laughs> like, I know it's happening. It's going to happen. Yeah, it already <laughs> has. I've got a project going on the now, and I'm like, hey, did I manage that again? <laughs> I mean, I'm not like that. Sounds like I'm really ungrateful. I massively appreciate that I've been able to take stuff that I love and turn it yeah, into like just projects. You know, mm-hmm. whether paid or unpaid, like it's a total joy to be able to do that just means you've got that pa- like you've always got that passion into doing the stuff passion That's projects it. and I mean I get so much from other people's passions when they're telling me about what they're into I get so enthused and excited and then it kind of turns it back into me so because you, you'll know yourself you're doing your job and it's full on sometimes and you're like oh you know it's all consuming and especially when you're freelance and stuff and then you're like you just need to check yourself and be like you are super lucky that you get to do this yes so yeah. just you remember that you know, so it's, it always reminds me when other people are so passionate about what they do. I'm like, you do love what you do. Yeah. I'm going to record that as a soundbite as well. There you go. You, you can have that one. You remember. You remember, remember you. this. <laughs> you like this. You like <laughs> it. You might even use like the film capture, like actually have it as a film, but delete. Right. Lisa Kennedy told me. Okay, right. I'll do it. Of me. <laughs> yeah. Me, me, me. Whacking the finger. 
<laughs> you remember. <laughs> Love it. Um, so as we uh, record today's interview, you've shared 185 episodes, and I'm sure there's either many more waiting in the wings or you've got many plans to get more recorded. Um, what's been an interview that you've done that stays fresh in your memory today oh, over that time? That's so hard because like you you know so yourself, there's just so many yeah. and so many amazing people, um, amazing stories. I've met so many inspirational people that have done extraordinary things and have been so given of their time and being so open as well I'm really always impressed at people's openness mm-hmm. um, I don't think I'm a guarded person uh, I, I hope that I'm an open person but I think the, the stuff that has been shared on the podcast from people is nothing short of uh, amazing you know people are often in their story and they're opening up their souls to other people mm-hmm. um, their experiences so there's been so many moments but one that sticks out because of other people's reactions is the one that I did with my dad Oh, I've not listened to that one yet. Yeah, well, Jerry Dunlop, get on there. Listen, I mean, it's probably the shortest one, I think, because after, (laughs) so I stopped recording and went, is that it? (laughs) And I was like, I thought you wanted to finish. Because I think he would say, I mean, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. He wasn't, he said yes, because he's my dad and he's like the biggest cheerleader and he wouldn't say no. But I don't think he was necessarily looking forward to it. (laughs) I think he was quite nervous. As soon as we started, oh, he was having a lovely time. And loads of people have messaged me saying, that's my favourite one yet. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed oh, that. amazing. So that was really nice. And it was we were just talking about, you know, his love of music and growing up playing the guitar. And he found his first guitar in a field. Somebody He saw oh, somebody wow. chuck it out their back door. And him <laughs> and this other boy ran. And my dad bet him to it. And my dad <laughs> got it. I mean, it was wrecked. So, but then I think my uncle Atty, he was able to fix it up and restrung it and stuff. And that's that was his amazing. first guitar. So, um, so that was lovely, just people's reaction. In fact, somebody, my friend Ryan Moyer, he messaged me the other day there. Um, he must be fed up listening to me because I work with him all the time and then he's listening to my podcast. I'm like, Ryan, give yourself a break. But he was like coming home from my gig and he was like, I listened to the one with your dad. That's my favourite one. Um, so that's really kind. So yeah, and I was just chuffed that my dad enjoyed it because mm-hmm. I know he'd said yes because I asked him, but it was really nice that he actually enjoyed it. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love that story as well. And this is the thing with, I think, like what you're saying, when you get someone on the podcast, everyone is a bit like, they're not guarded, but they're a bit nervous. Like, because oh it is a bit abnormal having totally. like, been recorded for a podcast. And like I always say to people, I was like, just imagine we're in a coffee shop and we're just having a chat. That's literally, I'm not going to be like Louis Theroux and like, I'm going to like try and grill you for questions and catch you. I mean, I've not got that like, much interesting things to yeah. say, so you can grill all you like, but there's not much to tell. <laughs> it's amazing what actually comes, like the questions that I have written down. I'm like, okay, they might say this, they might say that. Cool. Like, I kind of have a gauge of what I think they might the stuff that comes out. Like, you've already given me stuff that I was not expecting you <laughs> to say and stuff, but it's amazing just the art of conversation, just what happens it from it. And everything's interesting. It's great. It really is. And that's why I think I turned it into a podcast because I just mm-hmm. wasn't nailing that in the blog. You know, that yeah. I think um, there's something in that conversation that I think Definitely. we need to have more conversations, like take the time to. 100%. Because we're so busy and doing our things that it is good to just sit down and, and have a chat. Definitely. Chatting. I mean, my teachers at school would have said, <laughs> like, not, no, Colin, like, nah, you're not <laughs> going to make a career out of chatting. And I'm like, well, well I'll try. See me there. <laughs> I know. Always getting told to shut up and put to the back of the class. Well, <laughs> all the time. Ruin the, they'll yeah. ruin the day they told you to be quiet. <laughs> if you're all listening now. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um... And would you say it was your dad your most surprising guest or has there been another guest that you've had that really kind of took you back a bit, just saying that? 
one that always sticks out for me, and I feel like <laughs> I've probably mentioned him before, um, the makeup artist Donald Mowat. Oh, his was a great one. Yes. That and the was fact, a great one. You know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, everybody's impressive, and that's, I mean, I could have anybody on the Brown and the Brave. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, there's not like a special set of skills that you need to tick to be on the Brown and the Brave because it's literally about people and their passions. So if you're passionate about something, I'm happy to talk to you. So there's no like, oh, this secret club that, or this elitist club yeah. that you, you know, obviously I try and mix it up in terms of different genres. You know, somebody's in music and then the next week I'm talking to somebody who's like in business or whatever because for my listeners, you know, I want to have that kind of mix. But I think when Donald, so Donald um, has done makeup on many a film. He has BAFTA nominated and Emmy winning makeup artist. He has done the makeup for uh, Daniel Craig. You know, he's, when he messaged me, I was like, is this really this guy? You know, I was like Googling him going, that looks like him. <laughs> this is this person. But anyway, Donald had found the podcast because his parents are Scottish um, and he reached out kindly, like people do, which is always blows my tiny mind, to say, I really enjoyed The Brawn the Brave. And I thought in that moment, well, you've just got to ask. All, all, you, all you can say is, yeah. no, thank you. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And he was just so, I mean, he's obviously a very busy human. Um, and he was so gracious with his time and his energy. And he was just so down to earth. And it was just refreshing to, to to hear somebody who's so successful in their career and so well known in their career in that field that it was just he's just a human and a nice human who's worked hard is really great at his job loves what he does and is is happy to give back and and share his experiences so that was a lovely one um i mean i'm always expecting that people are going to be lovely because most people are do you know what I mean? Like I never yeah. go into him going, oh, hopes nobody's going to be a nightmare because I mean, even in my job, I'm like, I never meet MD that's a nightmare. I'm really, really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> like I always get to work with nice people. But um, it was just, I was just so surprised that he said yes. But I think I, every time somebody says yes, I'm like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same as well. You're like, oh, right, okay, cool. <laughs> like great. I thought I'd ask, but yeah, yeah. Cool. Totally. Because you're, totally, you're just like, I can't great. pay you. And yeah. then, you know, but is that all right? Like, you know, and you just have to be upfront with these things, but people yeah. are so given all the same. Hence why when you asked me, I was like, yes, Lisa Kennedy, don't <laughs> overthink this. Just say yes. There's a reason you're being asked. <laughs> yeah, his podcast was great, his mm. episode, because just the, his whole journey into his career. Totally. And this, I think it was him, was that the story, like on his first like trial job, he had to do a woman's makeup and he was like, uh, I have no clue how to do. You got ah. asked to do some sort of eyeshadow. I, I don't know that's what right. it was. Yeah, and, and just figured wing it. it out. Ah. Yeah, winged it, and then that's how it all came to be. And, and I that's guess the being thing. a guy, being a guy in that industry was probably so unknown to people that it helped them stand out as well. And yes. um, made, and also he just made it what he did, and he just went with it, ah. and he, it worked out. I but think that's what surprises like that. me most about people that the their roots into their passions as well. There's not a linear path. I mean, as many musicians and actors that I've spoke to have went to drama school or mm-hmm. music school or whatever but there's as many who have fallen for want yeah. of a better word or just went down a rabbit hole and, and discovered something that they love that they're really good at and that it's just that time and energy putting into something that you love to do definitely it's great and it's great you can capture it as well you've got all in your little time capsule I know. Such. it is like a time capsule you're right great um, so imagine you are stranded on Brawl Island, but you've got all your podcasting gear yes. and you're stuck with one person and you are lucky enough to be able to record any length of interview with them. Who would that person be? 
feel like this is like a bog standard answer for a lot of Scottish people. Um, but it would be Billy Connolly. Great shout. Yes. I have met him. Oh, and that's great. Yeah, and that's why I would want to interview him because he's just how you would imagine and how you would hope. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Do you want me to tell you the story? Go for it. Yes, right. you have to. Okay. You can't, you can't dangle Billy. <laughs> no, you can't no, totally. Well, it's just a do it, you're like pure, like, oh, name dropping and all that. Um, <laughs> it was totally unexpected. So, the Kennedy Cupcakes with Dan Stroop, we were performing and teaching at the STV Appeal Dance Marathon. So, it was like a oh, full okay. day. I think it was in Hilton, Glasgow, it was years ago. Um, and they have like different celebrities, Scottish celebrities joining in during the day. And it's loads of dance teachers, loads of dance troops uh, on the stage performing and teaching and everybody dances the whole day and raise money for okay. the STV appeal which is a very important cause so we were supporters of the STV appeal so we were going along on the day to perform and then teach a class so we knew that when we arrived we knew that his wife was there and she was okay. taking part Pamela yeah so we're like oh that's cool and Michelle McManus was there and uh, lots of other lovely people and so yeah so we're standing waiting to go on and then I just happened to look behind me and peeking through the door into the room was Billy Connolly you know what I mean you're like oh, double take I was like to the girls I was like it's Billy Connolly <laughs> so lo- there was loads of kids there and I guess being maybe too young there wasn't that yeah, big oh my really god it's Billy Connolly they didn't know who it is yeah. actually we've got a video and in the background there's a kid going who's Billy Connolly I'm like wake up so anyway he ended up kind of sneaking into the room and just standing and then somebody was like Kennedy Cupcakes this is the joy of being in costume because people want to talk to you Mm-hmm. You so get, was, yeah, you just rock about in like a sailor's outfit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So they're like, Kennedy Cupcakes, um, do you want to meet Billy Connolly? We're like, aye. Um, so we were chatting, got a photograph with him. We're literally just about to go on. And um, I've got a video of it, it's on YouTube. And um, then he was talking about this record that he's got from World War Two, And it was like a song to like uh, soldiers about not getting VD. Oh, right. And okay. he was like, <laughs> so he was like, ask, pa- ask Pamela about it. Ask her. <laughs> She'll tell you, and I'm like, right, okay, I'm not going to ask you right over that. I've got so to go on like, stage. <laughs> and then they literally were like, right, cupcakes, you just need to go on stage. And he, come, he came and joined in in the class. And see, being oh, on the amazing. stage and looking, I mean, he didn't, I don't think he was there for the whole thing, but he came and joined in the dance, and we were just like, he obviously was, he was just there to support her. Yeah. He wasn't there taking part, but he came and did a wee cupcake stroll. And, and that I was is like, amazing. I mean, this is like pretty decent day. <laughs> so that I think after meeting him I'm like how good was it just to be sitting chat yeah. to him well I have to say I think you've got an in and I think, <laughs> think if you have if you haven't already dig out the video and be like that that was me come on the podcast please you never know you never know you d- if you don't ask you'll never know well I'd need to go it lives in Florida or something like you fly to Florida but I'm sure I can yeah. ma- I'm sure I can manage that yeah, I'm sure he could. I'm sure he totally would. Just say the Kennedy Cupcakes will come, they'll teach you a dance. Definitely. There we okay, go. Boom, done. <laughs> I, it, was, it was just the dream. And, you know, I watch everything that he does. I've read his books. Like, I think he's just, he's a brilliant storyteller. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. He is good. And it's good to know, like, I, with him, I think I, I've heard from a few people that he is just like what he is yes. in person. But there's nothing worse when you meet someone you really idolise and then they're awful in real life yeah, yeah, like, something mean. I mean I know you're having an off day but be nice I know. I <laughs> it's like it if I had to meet Jennifer Lopez and she was horrible to me I'd, n- I'd just never go over it because uh, yeah. that's another person that I love yeah she would be good and yeah she'd need to you be nice try to try J-Lo me. as well <laughs> try <laughs> J-Lo as well 
I'm like you have to be nice to me because I'm like you're on this pedestal here. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> I can I can get pushed right off. Don't don't let me down. Totally. I know it's a it's a worse feel. You feel you've been hit like hit personally by them. I feel like you've got a personal story here, Colin. I've I've had one with uh, oh, no. it was with Carol Smiley. <laughs> oh no! No wait a minute. I hear it I'm going to name day? drop again. It's a bad day because I've met her. And she was lovely. Okay, this is so good. She was having a bad day. It wasn't you, Colin. It wasn't Carol. It was just <laughs> a bad day. To be fair, at the time I worked at a really bad hotel, and I think she had oh. a really bad hotel. So I think she took it out on me fair on enough. reception. I mean, you were the face. You were the face of the organisation. Like, mm. <laughs> it was something her breakfast didn't arrive, and all I could offer her. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to so, get annoyed for Carol. I know. So literally, <laughs> the rule was at the hotel I worked at was like, you can, um, if someone's really annoyed, you can't comp their room. You can't do any of that. So what we can do, we can offer them a, te- a £10 credit off their breakfast. Ooh, right. <laughs> Not even a free breakfast. £10. So I said, so she came down, she was like, my breakfast didn't come this morning. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry for, about that. Let mm-hmm. me just double check that it was booked in and everything was, and it was booked in, it just didn't arrive. And then I, in my head, I was like, all I can say is about this by credit. And I said, I was like, I can <laughs> And she had to, she was doing like the, the British Home Show or something at the ACC, I think it was. And that's why she's yes. there. And so I knew she had to run away, but I was like, I can offer you a 10 pound credit <laughs> off your breakfast. And she looked at me, you could tell she was like, like you can are you having a laugh? 10 pound credit. <laughs> She's like, Happy a, jumper. a 10 pound credit off a breakfast, I've got no time to eat. <laughs> no. And I remember like looking at her, she just looked at me and she went, not good. And then she, and I was like, oh, oh, you've been told off by Carol Smiley. That's horrible. That's, that's, that's terrible. And oh. I was like, it's not even it's me. Not your fault. And I, I, I'm sure you. she, I'm sure when she left, she thought, I shouldn't have took that out and that poor guy. You know what? Maybe I'll fault. reach out to her. I'll reach I out to her and say, Carol, come on the podcast is the least I can do. I couldn't give you a 10 pound credit. <laughs> come on the podcast we could talk about it talk all about food you tell me all about your favorite foods that maybe you would eat not in that hotel maybe i will try she might not find the story you should i think you should reach out to her well in my experience she was lovely so i'm sure she is i'm sure she's up for it i mean she's probably hangry i can understand fair enough listen i feel her pain i mean i'd be like all right pal you're like i wanted my eggs and toast <laughs> right, moving swiftly on from Carol Smiley to Smiley Food. Let's do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you mentioned when you're recording your podcast, you before COVID, you used to go out and about and meet people. Yes. So I imagine there's been a fair few food stops along the way over the years. So it's time to share your dream Scottish food safari. So you've decided to take us for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at any location of your choice across Scotland. So where are you taking us? Well, this is when I discovered I've not been a lot of places in Scotland, ashamedly. <laughs> I'm like much more of a get away abroad person when I can. But I mean, we have an amazing variety of of wonderful places to eat in Scotland, of course. Um, so breakfast, I would take you to the Edinburgh Larder. Oh, nice. Have you been to the Edinburgh Larder? I have not been, but I've heard many a thing. So I discovered the Edinburgh Larder through the Bra and the Brave. So this is the joy of having a podcast. You meet lots of interesting people who do really cool things. And I met Eleanor Cunningham, who's an artist who also runs the Edinburgh Larder. Oh, cool. So then I was like, that's cool. You're like an amazing person. Because actually, Eleanor had done a collaboration a book with a photographer called Jaime Molina and they'd done a book about craftspeople 
Um, and then in the conversation, you know, she was just dropping like, oh, and I'm an artist. Oh, and I've owned the Edinburgh Lads. And I was like, hey, have you like invented an eighth day of the week? So the first opportunity I got, uh, my mum and Emma and I were in Edinburgh and we went to Edinburgh Larder and I would have, a, now they call, I'm sure they call it a buttery bap, so I'm sold already, oh, okay, with nice. black pudding and fried egg. Now, that may be basic to some people, but it's the the ingredients, like, so they obviously use the best of the best. It's all, like, locally mm-hmm. sourced, beautifully presented. It's a really chill vibe. The decor nice. I love, rustic, I'm all about that. But like Good rustic. coffee. Good, really good coffee, lovely staff. Yeah, just I've been a few oh, times, nice. and then Eleanor had uh opening like for an exhibition for some of her um art and for uh, Jaime's photography, and they had like hors d'oeuvres, is that what you call it? Yeah, oh, yeah. and like my mom still like the other week there, she was like, Remember those, those whatever it was, tarts or whatever, like the food was just. Incredible. You know, sometimes you get like hors d'oeuvres at a wedding, or, and then they just tomato, they taste of something, it. but you can't really. Yeah. These were honestly goodness, like they were just so tasty, so delicious. Oh, you could dude. just tell the ingredients were like spot on, and mm-hmm. they'd like been well thought out and planned. Like, yeah, the food is tremendous, and we all, I think, we all had, I think, we all had the same thing: the black pudding and the fried egg. But as black pudding and fried eggs go, it's the best I've had. So if you're in Edinburgh. During the fringe, I'm go going to, there. Go to oh. the Edinburgh Larder. Oh, luscious! Totes. And where are you heading for lunch after that? Lovely. Yes. Bat. So we're still. Well, we're not. No, we're not in Edinburgh. We're going back to Edinburgh for dinner. Lunch. Two options. I've oh, also great. discovered that my breakfast person just feed me breakfast at any time of the day. I'm there. <laughs> um, the I call. I don't even know what it's called, but I call him the falafel man. So there's like a hole in the wall. I know I'm not really selling it. And in, in Glasgow City Centre, just down from the Theatre Royal, so it's uh, Socky Hall Street, so that's okay. Socky Hall Street, there is literally a hole in the wall, and there is a man who makes falafel wraps, and they are oh, to die for. They're I'll tremendous. And I, I, I went falafel. back the other week there because I hadn't been since, like, COVID, and then I was working in the Theatre Royal doing the summer school, and it was just that epiphany of, oh, wonder if the falafel man's back. And it was, <laughs> and there wasn't a queue. Um... Yeah, I mean, I love falafel. He makes really great falafel. His wraps are just lovely. He puts, like, this really spicy sauce in it and pickly things. It, mm. It's just delicious. I think you can get hummus as well, but I don't normally have hummus. But And they're, like, four quid, and it's, like, a dinner. It's huge. Oh, that's what we like. And you can just, like, take it away. And you would be a wee bit suspicious because of the setup. You'd be like, is this all right? But I have ate from it many a time, and it's spot on. And oh, it's always queued always queued like I was quite lucky to not have to stand in a queue that day so the falafel man sorry I don't know what it's actually called we'll find out we'll find it we'll find it we'll find it love Um, love stuff like that or the single end cafe uh, either in Merchant City or Garnet Hill I would have uh, so my mum's called Betty and they have the Betty (laughs) which I'm sure I had the last time I was there it's smashed avocado grilled halloumi uh, some lovely bread, sriracha, and poached eggs. Oh, lovely. Again, it's just the breakfast. I'm there for the Is breakfast chat. Not yeah. like, I'm not fussed about your sausages and beans and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but yeah, your avocados and halloumi yeah. and that kind of jazz. Is good for the soul. It just makes you feel nice and fresh. After it does. I do enjoy, I do enjoy a brunch. So yeah. yeah, so that's where we'd go for lunch. We have options, you see. 
See, we've got options in case Talks. the Flapple Man's got a big queue. Well, you you, this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then dinner, we're going back to Edinburgh to Mezzy Mezzy on Rose Street. Oh, I've not heard of Mezzy Mezzy. Again, amazing. Um, so I like. I like the fact that you can try lots of different things. So that's what I like about Maisie, because you're just like, like tapas, you can just mm-hmm. pick. So it's quite good if, you know, two of you are like, well, I want hummus, right? Well, we'll get we'll get one hummus. Yes. But like, I want that, right? Well, I'll maybe try that then. So it's it's a good opportunity to try foods that you maybe wouldn't normally. Um, so I think if I was going to Maisie, Maisie, and it's really, it's so I think it's like a family or something. It's really, really small. Okay. So you need to probably book because it's like a really small restaurant. There's only got a couple of tables upstairs and then some downstairs. Um, so again, it'd be like an artichoke salad, some hummus. Is it dolmadakia? Is it like rice and it's wrapped oh, in like oh, some sort of nice. leaves? Really nice. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I know what you're on about. A wee Greek salad, more falafel, a wee patatas bravas. Oh. Just picky foods. The, picky food. Picky dinners are the best. Totes. I'm not bothered that. about having my plate to myself. Like I'm like, just get in about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get in. Muck in. Get, in about get what you it. want. Everybody just grab a wee bit. <laughs> so a wee something of everything. I quite like that. So yeah. Oh, love that. So there you go. I'm so, I'm chuffed that you have not been to some of these places. Like I feel like no, I've introduced you. Edinburgh, Glasgow probably is more. I've been probably out for food more in Glasgow than I have Edinburgh. Got you. But yeah, mm-hmm. Edinburgh. It's uncharted territory for me, there so I need go. to need, now. I've heard those. Do you ones, have definitely. some recommendations? There you go. <laughs> Do you have a sweet tooth as well? Just to ask. Oh God, I even thought about mind? that. I know. I just. I don't even actually think I asked that. In Maybe the, you did. I don't, um, yeah, oh, I mean, not that I don't like cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm partial to an afternoon tea. So if you want to take me, I mean, but I don't know where it would be. I probably. I mean, I've always hankered after going for an afternoon tea, like. Playing eagles or something that'd be cool mm, i mean it looks... i've heard it's supposed to be really good there as yeah. well yeah um i mean and not I've... for coat and no knickers type of vibe it's like proper Pot, proper yeah proper. it does look the, the bee's knees um i'm just putting that out there in the world if anybody wants okay. to take me do you know what i mean <laughs> you know, just like thoughts become things and that um, <laughs> this podcast is out there few times i've worked at glen eagles like gigs and stuff but um, and i had a lovely meal at glen eagles actually after the gig we were fed once and it was some of the best food nice i've ever and it was unexpected so they were like you're gonna get your dinner afterwards and we were like yeah beauty because usually when you're at gigs you would get like hee yeah and they were they looked after us but i didn't have afternoon tea so i'm going to say glen eagles afternoon tea even though i've never had it before because i'm just thinking it probably is quite lovely great choice (laughs) good choice love a wee cake can't go wrong with cake Totally, a wee scone. Oh, actually, a scone from um, Silver Birch. If anybody who's into uh-huh. home interiors will know Silver Birch. It's a, like a garden centre, but it's like... Yeah, I feel like I recognise the name. garden centre. Yeah. And they have a lovely cafe and they have really good scones. There you go. I would have a scone Love from a scone. Silver Birch cafe. Had a scone for had a scone for breakfast this morning. Did it was you? an Aldi scone, so it wasn't the best, but... Okay. Scone. My granny's got the best scone recipe. I'll send it to you after. Oh, <laughs> so yes. I won't tell her that she'll be affronted. She'll be like, it's a family secret. I will not share it with anybody. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Great, that is a good food tour. But, um, this is a, that's the thing I love about that question is because I always get new places to go to. Totally. Different places that I don't, because obviously Scotland's so big. Like there's so yes. much here. And I like Aberdeen's usually 
that's that's where I I am. That's kind of all the bits I know. But it's great to hear Got about you. places further right. afield okay. to like ah, yes. expand the knowledge. It's well, great. I must have to come to visit Aberdeen then. And... Oh, you will definitely. Yes. We'll do a follow up podcast episode. I would love that. That's what we'll do. Great. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, great. So from wobbly tables to prawn cocktails using piddly prawns when food is involved <laughs> I've got a lot of food gripes so I know I'm not alone so this series I'm asking guests what really boils our kettle when it comes to food Ooh. so Lisa take your seat in the Dishnet food support group what <laughs> annoys you with food so I am horizontal in the sense that <laughs> not much would get me annoyed I mean I don't like bad manners Mm-hmm. So if anybody's going to be rude to me, not going to be happy about it. Whether they'll say, <laughs> I mean, I'm just like I'm keeping the peace all over yeah. the shop here. So yeah. it would take a lot for me to complain. Usually, actually, we were out for lunch recently, and my sister had ordered something, and she'd asked it for something not to be included, but it had this other thing that I can't remember. It was like it was black pudding or something like that, or haggis. It came with haggis. And she didn't want something, but she wanted everything else. And it didn't come with a haggis. And she was like, oh, I kind of picked that because it had. had the haggis. And I said, well, just take them. She's like, no, it's fine. It's all right. That's lovely. And I was like, so I think I'll, I'll, so then I called them over and I was like, actually, it was supposed to have haggis. And they were like, oh, sorry. And they went and sorted it. But I'll probably say on someone else's behalf before I would say on my own. Yes. I'm you know what I mean? Same. I would be like, no, it's fine. Just leave it. Nobody make a scene. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably if I'm in a restaurant and they bring like your dinner, and then other people's dinners are not ready yet. And I'm like, yeah. could we could we all eat together? Because that's yeah. why we came. Yes. <laughs> together. Exactly. Like, and then I have to sit and eat my dinner because it's going to get cold. And then you feel rude by just like not like eating your dinner, but then the other person's like, just you start, she's just gonna get cold. Yeah. So I'm like, could you just get the timings? I mean, here yeah. coming from the person who is not great at cooking, but like I'm like, could we just get the timings right so that all the food comes out at the one time? That's what I've not ever actually thought of. And there is nothing worse when yours comes first. And everyone's like, no, just go, just go, just go. And you've done it three times. You're like, no, no, I won't. And then on the third time, right, okay, right, I actually will now because it's taking the joke. And then you're eating, but then you see everyone uncomfortably looking yes. around. You're like, this Where's is so unenjoyable. Because <laughs> me and my mum are just literally back from Spain. And um, you, so you had to go up, like it was like in a buffet style or they cooked your dinner in front of you kind of thing, mm-hmm. like with the grill. So so not to have to, like, leave the table and leave all the belongings. I was like, you go up first. Yeah. So then we so we did that kind of dance of, like, I'm like, just you start, because I hate eating my food when it's cold. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you're going to need to bung that in the microwave. <laughs> um, so we did a wee bit of that, like, just you start, just you go up. No, I'll wait here, I'll do. But um, if I'm in a restaurant, I, and they're serving the food, I would like it all to come out at the same time. I don't yeah. want to be eating when everybody else is watching me. Exactly. Sure it's not asking too much. No. So that, I mean, that's it. That's all I ask, really. Everything else, um, you'll be fine as long as you're not rude to me. <laughs> yeah. Not rude <laughs> and just take all the food out at one time. Yes. Easy ozy. Toes. Great. <laughs> well, you close off each of your podcast episodes with a segment called The Thingamajigs. <laughs> which I love listening to. Thank so you. In that segment, you ask each guest to share their favourite Scots word or phrase. Mm. So what is your favourite Scots word or phrase? I don't think you've ever shared it on the there's, podcast. It's because every time somebody tells someone, I'm like, oh, that's a good gin. Yeah. You know, there's been so many. Um, I mean, I love like, 
I love hee haw. I probably use that quite a lot, like hee haw. <laughs> uh, but there's been other ones. I'm like, like oh, the high hygiene, and I'm like, that's just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like phrase. Um, but I guess I, I, not that I use it like in speech very often, but I do like the word bra. Mm-hmm. I think that's you know, and I do love alliteration. That's why the you know Kennedy cupcakes bra in the yeah. brain. Just mm-hmm. sensing a pattern here. Yeah. Um, but I think bra. It's just like a very descriptive word. It's, it's a yeah. nice sounding word. I mean, I, I just like the sounds of certain Scottish words. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so probably ones that begin with B, quite like Belter, Bonnie, Bahuki. 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 But yeah, I think probably Bra, I think, and it has a kind of wee space in my heart because as soon as I'd come up with the, the title, The Bra and the Brave for the blog, I was like, have I heard that before? That way you think you've created something new and then you're like, have yeah. I heard this somebody else? Yeah. Is this, am I copying somebody? Like, is this someone else? <laughs> totally, so I quickly Googled it just to check. Um, and yeah, I've just met so many bra people and that, you know, just so many kind, generous people. And I would definitely just describe describe them as, as bra bags, as you kindly said at the start. So bra is my favorite word scots word and uh, colin you are in that category you're very bro thank you so much for having me on the podcast that you've made it so pain-free thank you so much (laughs) that's why i aim to do pain-free podcasting loving it but no thank you so much for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure you have not let me down in the slightest just like billy billy Connolly, you have done exactly what i thought you were going to do so (laughs) this has been absolutely great so we will catch up soon definitely in person hopefully and yeah, thank you very much. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Stay bro brief. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You've been listening to Dishing It, the podcast all about food in Scotland. All the businesses and accounts mentioned in today's episode are detailed in the show notes below, so you can add them straight onto your food list. If you've liked today's episode, remember to subscribe, like, review, share the podcast. You know the script. It all helps in spreading the food inspiration far and wide. And if you've really liked today's show and you'd love to show your support for the podcast, I don't ask for much. You can buy me a coffee through the link below. It all helps in making future episodes of the podcast. So, small violin packed away for another day. Join me next time for more food chats and food frolics all across Scotland. Stay safe, eat well, and speak soon.